Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. It's very hard to see how Microsoft can ever really not be a distant second or third, depending on how you, you, you include Nintendo. Nintendo kind of does their own thing. And at the end of the day, what's kind of the point of continuing on? Interesting. Okay. Well, you mentioned Nintendo. We did have another question from Kieran. He says, reading Ben's meta article on Monday, I couldn't help but wonder, is Nintendo not the perfect company to make a VR breakthrough? They've specialized in making smaller, cheaper, if less powerful consoles since the Wii. They probably have the most valuable IP and fiercely loyal fans in all of gaming to leverage. Plus, most crucially, they would focus on succeeding in gaming, not just viewing it as a bridge to something else. What do you think of that? So I'm going to guess that Kieran is one of our younger listeners because Kieran has no recollection of the Nintendo Virtual Boy. Uh, the name itself, which indicates how old it was. Uh, can you imagine such a such a uh, gender-specific name today? Uh, I don't think that would be, that would be happening. Uh, total wow. failure. I think it was the mid-90s. Um, needless to say, the technology for VR was not... Uh, ready then, given that it's arguably <laughs> not ready now. And Nintendo is probably scarred for life. Um, but there's a few other reasons I don't think Nintendo would be an, would be an obvious thing for, for VR at all. I mean, the reality is, to, to the point of technology, there is still a lot of technological investment to be done. So the fact that Nintendo has sort of leaned into a trailing technological position is antithetical to the idea of VR. Um, you know, Nintendo... Antithetical? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that this is becoming a real sharp tech tradition. Um, okay, so antithetical no, well, to Nintendo's trailing edge approach. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, yes, antithetical. Uh, so <laughs> the the other, I mean, Nintendo Nintendo was very technologically advanced for a while. The problem is that Nintendo's culture is stronger than their technology. Their culture is you do it the way we want you to do it or you don't do it at all. And mm. so they were very dictatorial towards sort of third-party developers and they would just, and they would, they taxed them a lot. They like, they, they had all these, these high standards. They would take huge chunks. You had to get licensed and all these sorts of things that made developers basically despise Nintendo. I mean, it, this is where Nintendo really is a lot like Apple <laughs> in many respects. This is, this is sort of one of them, but that worked because they had the most popular platform. And so developers had no choice, but to sort of go there. A big reason why Sony displaced Nintendo is Sony was very explicitly developer friendly in the early years of the PlayStation. And not just it, not just in terms of we're going to give you better terms and be nicer to you and give you easier development tools, but also things like having first CDs and then DVDs and just like where, which is an, an easier development environment. You go to Nintendo, you had to work on a cartridge with this constrained memory. And also you had to pay Nintendo the privilege of making that cartridge for you. And it was super expensive and you had all these licensing fees and restrictions and all these sorts of bits. And Nintendo, uh, they tried to sort of double down. So the GameCube, I think, was the most powerful console of that generation, just like the Nintendo 64 was. But that wasn't the differentiator anymore. The differentiator was all these other aspects of the developer experience. And so after the GameCube, that's when the Wii came out, and they backed off and said, we're not going to be technologically forward. We're going to be technologically behind, and we're mm. just going to do our own thing. And that worked with the Wii, did not work with the Wii U worked again with the switch but the switch is like ancient like like i mean one of the underappreciated bits about microsoft in a bid to get approval for this acquisition is like we're gonna bring call of duty to switch every developer 
who works for Activision, is now screaming in agony at the prospect <laughs> of having to port Call of Duty to the Switch, which is like just ancient technology as far as its, its performance at this point. But Nintendo does this because, as Kieran does note, Nintendo is about the IP. Nintendo is the Disney of, mm-hmm. of sort of video gaming, where they just have such great IP you will, you know, I think the normal gamer approach is you choose PlayStation or Xbox, and then you also get a Nintendo just so you can play the Mario games and, and the Zelda games totally. and, and, and that sort of thing, which is fine. It, it's good to have different approaches, different models. It's not really a model that lends itself to cutting edge VR, though, to, 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 to say the least. <laughs> yes, and they're not the company that wants to sink billions and billions and billions right they want to sell their devices at at, like the traditional sort of console models you sell your console at a loss and you make it up on licensing fees and all the games you sell over time or subscription services whatever it might be uh nintendo wants to sell wants to sell everything at a profit and Mm -hmm. it's not just that you buy the switch at a profit but then you buy like a controller for like 60 dollars and like a stand for 50 dollars and like like the the and then, oh, yeah, the way their games are paired to various consoles. If you buy a second one, you're going to be rebuying games. It's incredible the way they extract money out of you. Again, very Apple-like. You, you, as an analyst, you have to sort of kind of admire it. And you know what? As a consumer, I love Apple, and I never see cartoon movies, but there's a cartoon Mario Party movie being released later this year. And honestly, sitting through the trailer... I wanted to go see it because I love all my Mario Kart characters that much. So I'm probably not actually going to see it. But at least for a second there, I was like, this lazy repackaged IP does actually appeal to me. So Nintendo has done something right along the way. Is Meta screwed then if it is ultimately like confined to a gaming platform instead of this sort of everything platform that they are wanting these headsets to be? Well, I think this is just sort of an underappreciated tension that they face. I think Kranz's article did a good job of highlighting, which is if it, you know the the Oculus becomes super compelling as far as sort of a, a gaming console, well, that's that's good, right? You you succeeded at something. On the other hand, that's not what they actually want to succeed at, right? They can sort of get stuck in a a local maxima which is i think is something that happened with xbox right you know the and xbox ended in a position where the best thing for xbox had very little to do with the best thing for microsoft as a whole and to Mm -hmm. the extent xbox tried to do the right thing for microsoft it actually damaged xbox and you know is that is that a case with 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 facebook the the bigger issue is is vr when and where is it going to be a thing right i mean right uh, well and the reason i'm interested is because i can definitely see it being a thing in gaming like when i had the oculus headset there were a couple games on there that i actually enjoyed using in vr and beyond that it was a struggle for me to imagine like how and why i would use it on a daily basis but gaming it's self-explanatory have you done any of the nba broadcasts in vr yet uh i've tried them at all-star weekends past but I, the technology was not where it it needed to be like three or four years ago has it gotten better uh well they're doing a few this year um and i i've actually not tried it yet but it's, it's on my list to do so i i think there's one bucks game so i gotta make sure i i mark that down and, and catch it so 
There you go. Well, hopefully there'll be a display at the NBA finals or something. I, I'm planning on hitting a Bucks finals game in June. For now, though, I don't know if uh, we want you want the stink of your curse on. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I've been right about the big things for years and years. Uh, I was right about Giannis as well. Um, to keep it moving on a completely different note, one story that refuses to go away. Congress considers banning TikTok every week at this point. Um, a couple weeks ago, the Republicans had a bill that made it out of committee. They haven't voted on it yet. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe.